Welcome to Take a Walk, a podcast that happens outside, with your host, Vanessa Gritton. Hey, you're listening to Take a Walk Podcast. This is your host, Vanessa Gritton, and joining me today is your very lovely co-host, me, Jessica Singer. Uh, and we're real psyched to introduce this guest because we've been wanting him on for a while. He's fantastic. We love him dearly. You love him dearly. Samir Suri. Hello, hello, my darlings. <laughs> nice to talk to you. Can I say that when we approached you, you made a mall kiosk crepery look chic? 110%. <laughs> it's a B. They were playing Camille's first album, La Sac de Fee. It was great. <laughs> they had a croissant sandwiches. They had a croissant sandwich. A croissant sandwich. <laughs> they served an espresso and a gigantic mug. It was <laughs> wonderful. Oh man, I love a big mug because it makes me feel a little pretentious in a good way. <laughs> like anytime I have a little bit of latte art in a big ass mug, it's just like I am psyched to be eating alone because I look interesting. Because <laughs> <laughs> I look interesting. I love eating alone. Oh, I, I prefer to eat alone. Yeah. Yeah. I prefer to go to the movies alone also, but because I cry uncontrollably. <laughs> and I don't I cried so much during I Tanya I lost weight. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see that so badly. I want to so good to amazing. say to your own daughter at her wedding, you don't fuck dumb, you marry dumb. <gasps> she reminded me of my mother. She was wonderful. My mother, I, when I was a child, after a piano recital, my mother said to me, never embarrass me like that again. <laughs> oh my God. We were just watching, me and Vanessa were watching uh, Jackass like adults. And <laughs> I remember that's what Johnny my dad- Johnny Knoxville was gorgeous in the day. He, he still, is, still is. I love him and I hate him, but mostly I love him. Uh, but I like most things you love. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like the subject, like as, as the way I feel about the subject of our conversation. Oh, true. Oh, I was just going to say a quick thing is that's when my dad was like, they're dumb, not stupid. That's the difference between <laughs> dumb and stupid. They're making money. <laughs> I'd like to say I'm dumb. You know, it's not dumb. Today's subject. <laughs> no, it's pretty dumb. <laughs> I was trying to make it a seamless transition, but Samir's going to tell us a little bit about India. I'm going to talk specifically about Delhi. Mm, love it. Because it's it's the town in India I know best. Uh-huh. Uh, it's it's the capital, for those of you who don't know, and it's where my mother, my mother grew up. Uh, and it's where my mother's family are. I always stay there. I have now, in each Delhi and Bombay, a cadre of people because you know faggotry is illegal out there so I can't even get laid without going to jail I'm going to a wedding there in a couple of weeks I cannot get laid at this wedding Um, so like that takes everything good out of a wedding (laughs) will you get arrested for like flirting or hitting or does it have to be sex in order for it to be like illegal it it, it has to be sex to be illegal but you also can't tell people because you it's not safe yeah I mean you can get in trouble with the law there's a big director there Karan Johar who's also a talk show host who was basically who is basically just in the Noel Coward situation like Noel Coward was in England in, in his time where he everybody knew and he would always stop just short of saying it but he didn't say it mm. because of the law and then later on there wasn't the law anymore and somebody I think asked Noel Coward why he wouldn't cop to it and he said there are still a few old ladies in Worthing who don't know (laughs) Um, but uh, I have a cadre of people in each deli in Bombay that know so I'm able to 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 have a to have that there 
people who can also help me lie in other situations, help me make excuses, change the subject of conversation. But if we're taking a walk, uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me, uh, let's just go into some places I love. Ooh. Oh, no, I'm just giving it to get a little closer to the mic. Oh, okay, just closer get, to the get, mic. Get right up on that, baby. One, uh, some, <laughs> some of the places I adore going to are uh, M Block Market, which is uh, in a place called GK, which is uh, short for Greater Kailash. And mm. um, what are the, w- Delhi is, the reason it's called New Delhi, so there's a part of Delhi that's called Old Delhi, mm-hmm. um, which is the original city and the British built up New Delhi around it. So they have still, like, the, pla- the area of Delhi I always stay in is called New Friends Colony. They have, it's all those old names. Mm-hmm. Uh, new Friends? New Friends Colony. <laughs> they have, the, w- w- one of the great, uh, in, the, in the political part of town, that, that famous area of town is called C.P. Connaught Place. Connaught was uh, the the Earl of Connaught, who was sort of the spare to the heir of Queen Victoria. Mm-hmm. Uh, just some dumb asshole. I think there's a Connaught place someplace in Canada, too. Um, <laughs> he just traipsed around, rather like I do. And he was just a dilettante who, who flounced everywhere. So places I love to go. Okay. Oh, this is a great story. So a place I love to go is uh, the Imperial Hotel, the old Imperial Hotel, mm-hmm. which is the the kind of bedrock of the Raj that is left there. And a great story about the Imperial Hotel. And I drink, by the way, at the, the, their bar, the 1911. 1911 was the year that uh, George V and Queen Mary visited India. Mm-hmm. And they were the first British emperor and empress of India to visit. And so that's why it's called 1911. They have a cocktail called Chakte Fatte, which includes <laughs> gin and Cointreau and rum and vodka <gasps> and whiskey. Oh, uh, God. I had two <laughs> my of mouth these. just watered. <laughs> oh, it's You're fabulous. Trash. No, it's fabulous. <laughs> Is it? My cousin Rogu and I had two each. It was. <laughs> We were rolling around. Is, is there anything in I it that's not? I was showing him the, the portraits on the walls. Like, and this was the bar. <laughs> you see these medals? They were in Burma. and they <laughs> That sounds delicious. It's like a Long Island iced tea made from like a casino waitress. Yeah, I, no, that's what I was thinking. It's like, it's a Long Island with a, none of the stuff that isn't alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, de- the, the the upper classes in Delhi now are basically the British upper classes in the 30s. They have all those old habits. They mm-hmm. have all, including the drinking habits. Okay. So they're fun to go out with. <laughs> um, and, but I, I, we stumbled drunkenly. I led him up to the, uh, the ballroom. And this is the story I want to tell about the Imperial Hotel. So, Muhammad Ali Jinnah was mm-hmm. the founding prime minister of Pakistan. When the British left, they cut India in half. India and Pakistan. So Jinnah in the 40s uh, was in the ballroom of the Imperial Hotel giving a speech sort of about the creation of Pakistan and the plans and this and that and the other thing. Mm -hmm. And while he was giving this speech, 50 members of this uh, radical group called the Kuxars stormed and armed, screaming. This is in a fabulous book, by the way, called Indian Summer by Alex von Tunzelman. They ran in screaming, get Jinnah. They were armed. The, uh, people were having lunch there in the, in the, the terrace. They mm. smashed the shit up. Everybody was running, you know, frightened. And Jinnah, uh, and whenever I told the story that these people wanted to kill Jinnah, everybody in India says, they should have. Um, <laughs> which literally multiple people, whenever I tell this story, and uh, I, I don't 
entirely disagree. However, <laughs> credit where it's due, I don't really at all disagree. Uh, but credit <laughs> where it's due, Jinnah was cool as a fucking cucumber, could hear them coming up the stairs, and I took my cousin, uh, see, these were the stairs they were running up, and this is the ballroom, and he could hear them from there. And uh, they still have the old, uh, what lo- I believe is a portrait from that era still hanging in that ballroom. It's the, the old Art Deco architecture. Mm-hmm. And he was, you know, serene, finished up the meeting, got went to the Mughal suite, was fine. And this is what was great about the British then, is that, you know, they were, they were I think it was tea time or, or lunchtime. By the time it was dinner time, they just came back up down to those fucked up tables, sat down <laughs> and had dinner. <laughs> Which I love. They have... It's it, that it's that great British thing that they don't really have anymore, but the, the Indians still do. So mm-hmm. one 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 place I also one great watering hole. Now I'm skipping around uh, in Bombay mm-hmm. is uh, the Leopold Cafe and Bar. Now in the 2611, uh, there was a big Muslim terrorist attack, and the Taj Hotel was shot up. The Leopold Cafe was also shot up. The Leopold Cafe not only was like fuck off and opened up four days later. And then closed and then opened up again. But they also <laughs> turned the attack into a tourist attraction. They left the bullet holes in the oh ceiling. People come in, look at the bullet holes. I wanted to see the bullet holes. <laughs> sat down and had a drink. Um, There's something I really love about that. Like, disaster struck, but we still must eat. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I, 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 every time I hear a story like this from like someone from India, there's always just kind of like insanity struck, but there was food to be eaten. <laughs> yeah, we had to eat. There You're was not going to skip a meal. <laughs> so, so the last, the last time I was in Delhi, New Year's in Delhi is the most fun New Year's you can have. Mm. It's the only context in which I ever do cocaine, and um, <laughs> and which I don't even I I. Once this happened. Um, <laughs> I wish I could just say about cocaine once this happened. <laughs> <laughs> it was not, I don't make it a habit of doing this on New Year's there. But what I do, so like deli house parties tend to be arranged around bonfires. Mm. They tend to be outdoors. And I always on New Year's just to freak people out will start lighting cigarettes off the fire. Just leaving <laughs> down. Um, and, uh, oh God, what was I going to say? Oh, this we all must eat thing. So the last to last time I was there, I was, uh, it was either on New Year's Day or on the 2nd, but it was right at the beginning of the year. There was a terrorist attack in Pathankot. And, and of course, I was sitting with my cousins, seeing all the news, and they were, I, and it was being covered as first terrorist attack of the year. And my cousins were like, it took them this long. Um, <laughs> and... But but one of the things that Vanessa just reminded me of, why she reminded me of this story. So the Indian government or the media or somebody intercepted a phone call uh, from one of the terrorists to his mother before the mm-hmm. attack. And she said basically, uh, and he explained to her what was going to happen. And, and she was just like, okay, but eat well before. <laughs> <laughs> not me (laughs) thinking about uh how every interaction with every i know someone's a mother when they tell me that i should be eating in any situation (laughs) where like i was just telling jessica on my way here that i had a uh gay jewish lawyer that i worked with uh who made me call him mom 
<laughs> you didn't tell me that part. <laughs> my divorce process who anytime i would start crying about something about the divorce would pat my hand uh <laughs> hand me a non a, a reusable handkerchief with his initials on them and then say but you should eat, eat something uh, <laughs> eat something you'll feel better <laughs> it's not wrong. He also said dress for the bus that you have, not the one you want. Uh, <laughs> the bus that you have? Yeah, yeah buttons are bus. hard when you have to. Uh, oh, I bus. thought he said bus. Oh, no. he just, At first I Dress for the bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dress for the bus would have been more hurtful. <laughs> At least dressed for the bus, Vanessa. <laughs> Cover it up. <laughs> for the bus. Dress for the bus, not the metro. <laughs> <laughs> Aw. <laughs> if anybody gets anything out of this, it's that is my fashion advice. <laughs> Dre- dress for the transportation you want, not dress the transportation the you have. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't. I mean, they. Truth catches up with your jokes. This is why I can't. So I, I'm, I'm talking about taking a walk around Delhi, mm-hmm. but it's hard to do that really. Oh, one of the one of the great things in the markets in GK, Prince Bon, um, where you can also go and get Bapri uh, Jat and Deepal's coffee, which is some of the best cold coffee in the Ooh. world. And they give him these little gla- glass looking plastic bottles. And I mean, swarming with flies in front of it. But if you can walk through the the, <laughs> the haze of flies. Um, but the- um, That sounds so terrifying. I'm not gonna lie to you. How many things, like, there's gonna oh, be- Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> I was livid when Trump did the shithole countries thing and did not include India. So I um uh, walking through so many flies. But walking around there is <laughs> hazardous now because the smog is so bad. Mm-hmm. Um and I had a joke in the act that I started smoking in India because I took one puff and thought this air is cleaner. <laughs> then last year, CNN does a study that breathing in Delhi is the equivalent of 44 cigarettes a day. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if CNN did this study, but they reported this study. Yeah. Um so yeah, things catch up. People sometimes go out wearing like masks. I was gonna uh, ask. Yeah, uh, 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 people I know that have gotten sick who live mm. there uh, have gotten sick from the smog. It's really hideous, and 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 particular to Delhi and Bombay, it's not as bad. In the beginning, you were talking about a market that you loved, and I feel like we didn't. Oh yeah, well, Deep Paul's is there. Oh okay. Um, the coffee place and the haze of flies. Oh okay, uh, so we did come back around, and I didn't did even know it. Well, what I was curious about was you said that walking wasn't possible. Like, what is the more popular forms of transportation? In oh, Delhi? I mean, like wa- walking is possible, and I do mm. it all the time, but it's just not advisable. <laughs> <laughs> Autos, autos, which are like basically rickshaws, which is what they call, that's what they call them. So like the taxis in America's Next Top Model when they go to India. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, 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 cool. So it's like three wheelers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just making sure. The, the thing about having to swerve around cows in the street is absolutely true. Yeah. Um, they have Uber there now, oh. uh, but every Uber driver in Delhi is a fucking moron. And so it's the Uber gets there and you spend 45 minutes chasing each other around the colony trying to find each other. <laughs> uh, in Bombay, they're really good, though. But Uber, I, I at this point mostly use Uber now, which is how I'm able to, it, I mean, it used to be I would not go around Delhi alone. I would always, you know, have somebody with me who lived there who could say, this is a street that's safe to walk down. This is a thing that's safe to eat. This is where, but nowadays it, it's familiarity with the city and with Uber. I do just kind of make my way around by myself now. Nice. Uh, but that is a newish thing. Yeah. 
the so the the world is shrinking that way. Um, <laughs> you do get a feel when you're in Delhi. It feels, and I don't know if this is that this is. I don't know that this is good for the world. You do get the feel of of a country on the rise. It feels exactly the way I I think Victorian London must have felt like, mm-hmm. which it's filthy and it's unsafe. And you know there's smog everywhere, and you, you you it's so thick you can't breathe, and everyone anybody might stab you. Um, but there's hustle. There's like yeah. a bristling of something. Yeah, it's teeming. Mm. People are moving. Things are things are happening. People have this was not in Delhi, but I was in Jaipur the last time I was there. I was shopping, and um, I was in a dress shop shopping. In fact, for the because I <laughs> was there at the beginning of this until the beginning of this month, and I'm going back there in a couple of weeks for another wedding. So I was with some people shopping for the bride of this coming wedding, mm. and we were in a dress shop. And the tailor was being hectored by this woman, who was a customer of his, saying that uh, he had made her dress too tight. And he said, no, ma'am. Shall I tell you what the problem is? <laughs> he got very fat. <laughs> he, but he, kept he said his very money. fat? Yeah, he said, uh, uh, he said, well, the word he used, which is the in, in India, the, the euphemism for fat is healthy. that's so passive aggressive (laughs) (laughs) and then the mother was there he started scolding the mother for feeding her too much (laughs) there's something about stank being a universal tone where it's like i don't know what any of those words meant they hurt yeah secondhand hurt (laughs) well this is the reason one of the reasons i love delhi and the reason that bollywood and its comedies are not funny um, are that there it, because the B in Bollywood comes from Bombay and the film industry is based in Bombay and Bombay is the LA of India uh-huh. and Delhi is the New York to Bombay's LA where it has more of a of a realistic cynicism to it than, yeah they and have more of like bikes Bombay yeah. Bombay is a it's the film industry town it's the beach town yeah people are are and it it's more like New York than LA in the sense that Bombay is much more glamorous than Delhi. Mm-hmm. However, uh, and uh, and um, and Bombay people are really fun. They're really fun. Yeah, but they're not funny. Uh, Delhi people are funny, but that sensibility is not in the entertainment. At least that gets exported to the rest of the world. Yeah, and that's really sad because Delhi people are really really. Have you? Never gotten to. Have you ever gotten to do stand up in no. India? No. I was like, that's not a thing you can do. I'm like, I know this is a dumb question, but I have to ask it. No. I'm sorry. Though my cousins do. I mean, their friends know about the faggot thing now too. This past time, it was just, we were all just like, fuck it. Yeah, um, that's good though. With, with with our generation. Yeah. And and if 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 something goes wrong, like. These are big guys who are my cousins. That's yeah. good. Um, You've got like your team. <laughs> like, you do. Um, so the, um, but 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 th- th- they now will kind of, as a party trick, have me shit on people. Uh, they'll Amazing. Take, they'll take me around, and they had this one friend at 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 the New Year's party. I was set up with this one woman who was a friend of theirs, very glamorous, dressed in a uh, sparkling silver mini dress Ooh. with a cleavage down to the midriff. And she was also, um, you know, and and I mean this in the way, in the positive way I say it about myself. She was a total bitch, and, <laughs> um, and so 
uh, my cousin just set the two of us in front of each other and gathered people around and had a shit on each other. Oh <laughs> my god, amazing. it was like a cockfight of caddy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or, it's like, can your rooster make my rooster cry with a withering look? <laughs> Amazing. Also, that outfit sounds fantastic. <laughs> oh, it was, and she like rail thin, so it had that. It, yeah, it had that exact hourglass thing where it came right out at the waist. Um, Skinny bitches can wear nothing, and it's like so glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she looks so good in that shiny napkin, and she does. <laughs> They're not wrong. I want to get a fur. It kills me that when I lived in London, I had they had all these vintages on the on the Portobello Road, and you couldn't. I didn't bite the bullet because they were expensive and buy one, but it's completely unaffordable here now, and I don't know what where to get a good fur in Delhi. I don't either. Speaking of affordable, hey, I'm doing the thing. You never Ooh. know what I'm doing. She never knows what I'm doing. Oh, no, I was still stuck on a thought about if I can still fit into my dad's Gucci jacket. Um, Ooh, <laughs> if you can't, can I have it? I'm just kidding. You, know, you can't have a pair of wireless studio headphones. <laughs> yes. Flipped it. Flipped it, reversed Flipped it, it. Right back on you. Yep. What are studio headphones, you say? Uh, not only are they named for that Phil Collins song that ODB once covered, I'm not kidding, look it up, O Dirty Bastard covered studio. What? Uh, fun fact for the day. These are also phenomenal, phenomenal wireless headphones with a very long battery life, as well as several earbuds that you can look at in many different colors that are interchangeable as well. You can change it to match your outfit. It's oh, so isn't that fun? Terrible. I think it's so fun. You can get a pair that matches that Gucci jacket. Uh-huh. That matches that Gucci jacket and or any of the other very tacky things I wear that aren't Gucci. <laughs> and you know what else? They're so, so cozy. cozy. Almost forgot we, it for a second, we but we good. nailed it. That's our tag. <laughs> and you can get 15% off. How? Uh, if you never tell me the website and you always point it to me, but put in walk 15 as the code on studioheadphones.com, I believe, or Studio Sweden. You know what? It's Studio Sweden. Studio, you know, Google Swedish Headphones Studio. S-U-D-I-O. You'll get there. And enter in code T-A-W-L-K-1-5. And wait, I just put walk 15. Yeah, no, it's W-A-L-K-1-5. <laughs> That's the code. I was like, what? I was still hung up on the Gucci jacket. I can tell. Walk 15. <laughs> you get 15% off. Uh, and we're landing this plane. We did it. <laughs> get the headphones. We love you. Get the headphones. Get the headphones. <laughs> so now, okay, so because they're, they're, they're headphone is shaped, I was reminded of triumphal arches. It's fun to walk around in India. So Tri- um, <laughs> Triumphal arches. That was a phenomenal segue. Yeah. <laughs> and sentence. So they have, oh, so here's one in Bombay. The big one in Bombay is called the Gateway of India. And it mm. was built, I think it was completed in the 20s, but it was built to commemorate in 1911, George V and Mary of Tech landing. Because it was where they landed. It was this huge, amazing, gorgeous arch. This is another one of those great holdovers of the Raj. But, but, and how, oh, also, by the way, the last British troops to fuck off out of Bombay mm. fucked off through that arch. Oh, uh, and um, they may have been the last to leave India, but I wouldn't swear to that. Uh, but but in by the, I believe the sixties on Republic Day, they brought out this new uh, thing facing the the archway uh, across the courtyard. Facing the archway is now a statue of a sword wielding Marathi king. Marathi is the local mm-hmm. ethnic group. Oh. A sword wielding wielding Marathi king, historical on horseback facing uh, the arch. 
So it's it's you know the the this emblem of Indian force facing down the might of the British Empire, and it's such drama. That's the thing that the, <laughs> and I, that's the thing that Indians get. They're not the best at uh, the the accuracy of their history, but mm. they get the drama of history. They, they and the sweep of history in a way that we've lost a little bit. I think there aren't very many people now that write about history in that way. Mm. In, as far as Western history, in that old Thomas B. Costain way, so they, so that's great, and that's and that's right near the Leopold and uh, oh, India Gate, which is not the Gateway of India, and uh, is in Delhi, and that is a uh, uh, that's not really a triumphal arch. I mean, it looks like one, but it's it's a war memorial to Indians who died fighting for the British in World War One, mm-hmm. and in. I believe the third Afghan war, one of the Afghan wars. And uh, <laughs> one of them, one of them, one of them. Oh, who knows what these ragheads were doing? I, <laughs> Running around screaming. I, <laughs> um, so they had, we went there at night mm. after getting sloshed on Chuck the fuck days. So we were very emotional. And, <laughs> or I was. He was like not into <laughs> he because he had like been there. Yeah. This is also where protests were. Oh. Um and, and the cousin I was with got got tear gas there when he was at the protests in, in twenty twelve after that that famous gang rape. Mm. Um those like those those big anti rape protests, he got tear gas there. Uh. And uh so he was back there and so that that was the memory that India Gate had for him. I was going to say it was a very different emotional <laughs> yeah. experience. Um, but but uh, we were there. It was nighttime. Yeah. And it was gorgeous to see at night because it, it was illuminated from underneath. And they had soldiers patrolling around underneath. Mm. And they had a gigantic torch lit under. It was like being in the Piazza Venezia at night. Have you ever... And uh, you got to look up photos of the Piazza Venezia in Rome at night. They have a huge statue of Victor Emmanuel II, the king who reunited Italy in the 19th century. Oh, my mother and sent they me have... a million fuzzy photos of that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, they ha- and, and they have torches lit up there at yep. night. Oh, wow. It's such only cor- very, very corrupt countries seem to know how to do this kind of thing well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Italy and India, they just, they, they Drama. just, they have the grandeur of it. Yeah. I know it looks fabulous. And you see, and especially when you see that at night too, when the torches are lit up uh. and Italians who are fucking nuts driving because they have like a ring road around it. So you see Italian sports cars speeding like psychopaths around the ring road. Beneath Shit. All this. <laughs> it's, um, you do have an excellent point though. Cause now that I think about it, every single country I can think of that had a super corrupt, corrupt government at some point, whatever dictator or tyrant, whatever it may be, called to build something stunning looking <laughs> yeah because there is because they've fucked up priorities because like Mussolini <laughs> was a nightmare but goddamn, some of the art made for him yeah <laughs> or the Sov- Soviet music yes mm. when you listen to like Prokofiev mm-hmm. India Gate is kind of different because it was put up by the British who mm. were I suppose tyrants if you want to put it like that but <laughs> compared to some of the people since um, <laughs> at least you know Indra Gandhi did not introduce toilets to the country. Uh, <laughs> I'll say this for the British. They did introduce flush toilets. In fact, last year or was it last year or the year before, they had a big movie out called Toilet, A Love Story that is part of the um, 
the government's drive to convince people to use toilets because you have to convince people to do this. People uh, hate change <laughs> so much that you have to make them a rom-com about <laughs> fucking they, toilets. They the shit outside the house. They yeah. just, um, outdoor. And uh, one of the arguments where you could sort of in a way see is like, I'm not going to shit in the house. I cook in there. Yeah. Um, it's hard to get people to budge on certain ideas that they've already like made up their minds on. Like case in point, we're not using the metric system. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That is true. Everybody has a thing where it's just kind of like, that seems silly. And then we're the ones where we're like, we're holding on to this thing that isn't as good as the other thing. <laughs> we have a thing based on a king's foot one time. <laughs> uh, but they had, so they had this, so they had this movie come out. A lot of people have tried this. The UN tried, the UN had a fucking campaign called, uh, and they had ads called Put the Poo in the Loo. And they were, I think, so impressed with themselves for having come up with this rhyme that they didn't realize this campaign was not going to work because it was in fucking English. <laughs> Jesus Christ, superstar. <laughs> like, the people that know English know to use toilets, by and large. It's like, you don't know what your target audience is right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, have somebody that's from that country, maybe, that actually, like, knows what the concern is, and yeah. you can direct it better. <laughs> Believe it or not, this ad isn't for you. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think I mean one of the things about Modi he is he is trying with things like this. He mm-hmm. he was he was party to to this movie. He he I think was helping promote it or something like that. And he has Svachpadat, which is a thing he, which is his campaign to to clean India. Mm-hmm. To you know maybe stop like maybe wait till you find a bathroom before you take a piss. <laughs> uh, maybe don't just step out and piss on the side of the road, which is why you know your Uber will be late because he is just going to stop and piss on the side of the road. Uh, oh, that was a big thing in Guatemala. Yeah, <laughs> for the longest time I didn't know what that smell was until I got to the U.S. and I was like, oh, pee pee, because Los Angeles and Guatemala smell the same. <laughs> and I, it was just a comforting smell to me, and I literally did not think it was urine until someone pointed out that it was urine because it was just home. <laughs> Because they were the two places. Urine. I, it was home. They were the two places I lived: Los Angeles and Guatemala. All I knew was urine. It wasn't until like we were in Orange County that I was just like, "Oh, that's a peepee smell." <laughs> urine is the common denominator. Yes. <laughs> uh, I cannot. The third world is good, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm always shitting on the third world. It's, it's. Oh God, what was I gonna say? Urine. Oh, once I was Ubering to the airport, to IGI and Dragandi International, and there was a couple having a fight in the middle of the freeway, by which I mean standing in the middle of the freeway having a fight. I have no idea where their car even was. It wasn't like I could see it parked on the side of the road. They were like, this is a big fight. We need to go into the freeway for this. (laughs) They're like, you want to take this outside? I not only want to take it outside. (laughs) My Uber driver just leaned out the window and yelled at them, go for it fight at home (laughs) it is inconsiderate (laughs) i almost missed my flight because of a couple and the fighting in the road (laughs) what do you think the fight was about oh god probably the (laughs) (laughs) mother-in-law it's always the mother-in-law on which side it's uh, oh uh, it's the the uh the husband's mother oh this is what like indians live as clans they have, you know, yeah, yeah, the woman gets married, she moves in with her husband and his parents, 
and they live together and whoever the husband's siblings are also live in that place and if one of the and if one of the parents has a sibling maybe he lives downstairs Oof. and you know you have and all the like you know it's it's just these gigantic huge extended families all living together and when you get married you move into this yeah if you're a woman and <laughs> it is it is the the uh, that's why i mean one of the one of the so it's really, staples of an Indian wedding is the bride bursting into tears because she's leaving her parents' house. So you're really marrying a family. Yeah. Because you're going to live with the whole family. Yeah. You not only have to find <laughs> one person you get along with, you should get along with at least like two-thirds of the home. Exactly, <laughs> like, yeah. It's a that's real a undertaking for these poor women. I yeah. don't know how they do it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the way it works. I mean, that old saying about you marry the whole family, is real. it, it comes from somewhere, and that's yeah. where it comes from. Yeah, and it's one of those things that I never really quite... Because there's a lot of countries where you're like, you're very much marrying their family, whether it be like China or Central American countries or India. And it's why I always found it funny when I'd watch rom-coms growing up where it was just like, you're only marrying each other and you see the parents once a year. That sounds delightful. Because <laughs> I wasn't, the concept was new where it was just, you only see the parents for holidays yeah, and yeah. not forever in your business all the time, the way it tends to go in other countries where it's just kind of like, oh, this mother-in-law... Hopefully only he's got like 10 years left in her Because <laughs> it's also not just purse. And, and she never does because people marry young. That mother-in-law is probably in her 50s. Uh, yeah. And, um, but which, I mean, considering the life expectancies in these countries, maybe not that long. But they... <laughs> they are smoking 44 cigarettes a day <laughs> <laughs> by living. <laughs> and, and like a lot of the people I know there, much more than in, for example, LA, actually do smoke. And... God, what was I going to say? I mean, that's the kind of thing. When it works, it really works. Yeah. But when it doesn't, it really doesn't. Yeah. And uh, it's also, it, this isn't just a personal arrangement. It's a business arrangement. People go into the family business in India. That is the done thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it isn't, it isn't very, I mean, it's, I guess, sort of, it, it is very common for people to, to go into the family business. That is part of the reason for the, parochialism and the stuntedness of Bollywood mm. because yeah. it's the same like group of families that have run everything for so long and, and none of them are funny and none of them are funny and just generation after generation of these assholes even the new people coming up it's Alia Bhatt and, and Arjun Kapoor it's I, I know from these people um, I know for, we, we all know from these families people do break in from the outside uh, Priyanka Chopra who has come here now mm. uh, she broke in from the outside okay um but but that is and that is starting to happen more. But oh, is it overdue? And yeah. it's still rare, uh, much rarer than here, because there is an idea that things are in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, your family is going to go into your business, and you and 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 that's part of corruption there also. It's because it's how you it, keep a thread going. Yeah, yeah. It's it's because one one principle symptom of corruption is nepotism and and there is no culture more amenable to nepotism than india's uh which is why not the the current governing party but the the frequent governing party the founding party the congress party mm-hmm. has just been enthralled to this one same family since the country was founded the country the current head of the party rahul gandhi is the first generation in his family not to become prime minister since the office was created oh uh, shit jawaharlal nehru was the founding prime minister his daughter was indira gandhi her son was rajiv gandhi who 
was so into following in, in her footsteps, he not only became prime minister like her, but also like her, got himself assassinated. Uh, and uh, there's a boy, a nice Indian like boy, who Indian loves Kennedys. his mother. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and Rajiv Gandhi's son is Rahul Gandhi, the head of the the, the who last year became the president of the Congress Party. Uh, I have a question that I've been meaning to ask you about India, actually, just because I feel like there's a lot of American media written about like going to India to find myself. What do you feel oh. is the biggest, <laughs> I, dumbest misconception that U.S. tourists do not get about India? And I do this. I mean, because like my pa- my my parents are very born again with the Hinduism, and um, and and in a, and 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 in a nice way. Like the nice born again. This yeah, is yeah, why yeah. I never have a problem with born again Christians because it's like I I know how benign this this can be. Yeah, I never uh, have a problem with religious people until they have a problem with me. <laughs> <laughs> Even when they have a problem with me, I just, it just I, you know I you're feel nicer like, than I am. I know because I know they're wrong. Yeah, that's why fair. should I have a problem with it unless I have a sneaking suspicion that they're right? I don't have that, so if I know they're wrong, I don't care. That is um, totally fair. But sorry, go ahead. And um, but 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 I do go to an ashram in Rishikesh every time. Every time mm-hmm. I, I go, except for this next time, because I'm only actually there for I think four or five full days. Mm-hmm. Like, not even five full days. I'm just there for a wedding. But usually when I go, I do go up to Rishikesh, and there's an ashram we go to. But, it, it like, th- there is that part of it. I think some people expect that to be the whole country, whereas there, there are towns that are like that, like Rishikesh. Uh, but, they, no, that's not the whole country. There is not Serenity is the last thing you're going to find in India. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 there is nothing relaxed about the country. Yeah. Uh, even like ashrams here are are more relaxing than ashrams there because you still have to worry about you know will this emaciated cow run me down in the street while I'm trying to run across? Like, uh, <laughs> will I fall into this ravine? Will I? Oh, so here, here's a Rishikesh story. The thing you need to know about Indian infrastructure is that Hindi has the uh, same word for bridge and swing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) that's scarier than when you think about it (laughs) (laughs) so the Ram Jula Jula meaning bridge and swing uh, is is a bridge going across the Ganges Mm -hmm. uh, from Rishikesh and um, so my this past time we were there my dad and I early in the morning crossed um, crossed the Ram Jula and it was early January it was fucking freezing there was so much fog, not smog, because um, this is the foothills of the Himalayas now. Um, so much fog, you could not see the river on either side of you. So I was wearing a jacket that you both have seen me wear that has no hood. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I had made a hood out of a uh, out of out of my scarf, mm-hmm. which is if there are any Indians listening, it was the Kejriwal thing. Um, and uh, Kejriwal, by the way, is the chief minister of New Delhi. Okay. Um, I heard him on the radio, by the way, and like he was introducing Odd Even, which was this new policy. And I was like, oh, how sweet. They brought on a little girl to introduce this policy. And my cousin was like, no, that's the chief minister. <laughs> Amazing. Um, anyhow, so we're crossing this bridge. The reason we're doing this mm-hmm. is we want to go to the Mahesh Yogi Ashram, which is the ashram that the Beatles visited. Okay. Um, <laughs> which is not in operation anymore. It's ruins. Oh. And you can go, and afterwards I'll show you the photos. 
it's broken down, but it's now uh, on government land because it's at the edge of what it's, what is a tiger sanctuary now. So you, you you gotta pay to get in. It's like I think a government run box office. So we're at the box office, and um, the guy charges my dad and is going to let me in for free because he thinks with the scarf around my head that I'm his driver. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So did he let you in for free? No, we we came clean. <laughs> I wish I'd had the presence of mind to go through with it, but I, at the time we're like, yes, no, we shouldn't. We shouldn't. <laughs> That's sweet. Uh, before uh, we, we don't wrap- have the hustle that they have there. <laughs> <laughs> before we wrap up, I like to ask a question before you let us know that where you can find you, and that is, uh, what state of mind and with expectations should somebody be in if they were to visit India? Oh. Huh? Oh God! Ready for anything, mm-hmm. uh, but but also on your guard. It's, I dig that. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, I've never noticed you've asked that every time. <laughs> at the end of every episode, I've been it waiting is, to reintroduce it since you've been here. <laughs> oh, okay. It is absolutely exhilarating, mm-hmm. uh, in the best and worst senses of the word. So I would uh, be be prepared for that because it's a ride. Uh, yeah, yeah. Be prepared. <laughs> like you oh, always said, and have have uh, probiotics. This is the best advice I can give you. Okay, take probiotic solution so that you can eat without vomiting or yes. shitting out everything. Doesn't matter what fucking country you go to. If you're going outside of the U.S., take probiotics with you. Probi- oh. No, oh, we'll see. In India, do not take them with you. Buy them there. Cheaper, um, because they're acclimated to the local bacteria. Oh. Um, and or not acclimated is the wrong word, but they apply to the local bacteria. Yeah, um, and you can get them at at. at the pharmacy you can get little uh cardboard boxes that have 10 little plastic vials clear tasteless uh yeah pop one every morning and yeah you can eat yeah nice it's it's the best because you sometimes your gut really can't handle something in a different country oh yeah probiotics are the shit to prevent shits dude thanks i know people yeah <laughs> I feel like Although I'm gonna even need then, that at when one you point. Uh, even with probiotics, I ate an old deli and immediately my entire digestive tract was loading the lifeboat. <laughs> um, but I had, uh, yeah, the probiotics are, are are very good. I know people who live there who have lived there all their lives who take them now. Oh, they're phenom- They're yeah. phenomenal. Awesome. And where can the people find you? People can find me on Twitter at s u r i underscore s a m e e r. Yeah, and that is the place to find me. Aw, yay. And all the thoughts are great. Uh, where can people find you, Jess? <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Jessica Singer underscore. I don't have to spell it. It's, <laughs> it's easy. It's easy name. <laughs> and you can find me on the poorly updated VanessaGritton.com. And that's been Take a Walk and we love you. We Bye. love you. Love you, darling. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.